Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Food Flow, the podcast dedicated to the in-depth exploration of the beautiful world of food. My name is Iber Margerison from thefoodflow.com, and I am joined today by Jordana Heath from mypetchicken.com. Jordana, great to have you on the show. It's good to be here. So today's topic is backyard chickens, why you should have them, what you need to do to have them, and some tips and tricks that Jordana has picked up along the way in her uh, journey into this interesting field. And uh, But before we really kind of get into the meat of the conversation, um, let's talk about, Jordana, kind of your involvement with MyPetChicken.com and what the company does as a whole. I'd be happy to. We actually help, um, not only do we sell chickens, we help with healthcare questions and how to get started, what do I need to set up a coop, what breeds of chicken are the best for my situation. Um, We answer a lot of questions from people who have just begun looking into this chicken experience. And there's a lot of information available on the internet, but a lot of people really want that personal touch and to speak with someone who both raises chickens and can answer their questions specifically to their needs. Well, that that makes that makes sense. I mean, it's it's stressful dealing with a live animal in any situation. I get stressed out with my goldfish. You know, I, I can see the appeal of having some human contact to help me with it. And before we go any further into it, let's just kind of break down what are we talking about when we say, I mean, backyard chickens. I mean, technically, a farmer has his chickens in his backyard, but that's not really what we're talking about, right? No, not at all. Most of our customers are actually people in urban settings where they can't handle a large-scale operation. These are not people that are purchasing chickens um, to sell anything. Most cases, they just want something that's better for their families. They want to be able to know that the animals that they get their food from are raised humanely, and many even want to preserve heritage breeds. So our backyard enthusiasts are people who are seeking a little bit of a step above the large-scale poultry operations. Interesting. Well, that, I could see the appeal to that. I mean, you get a couple chickens in your backyard, and you get fresh eggs every day. I mean, that's the idea, right? It is. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, I mean, what's the, what's the legality of that? I mean, can anyone have chickens in their backyard? No, there are some locations where it's not practical due to neighbors, close quarters, sanitation issues, etc. Most communities are beginning to adopt practices to allow a small number of poultry in their urban settings. Um, Housing associations and such can limit the ability of different people to own the poultry. Many times they have regulations against having roosters because of noise Uh. and it bothering the neighbors. Interesting. So, um, so I mean, like, what's what's the likelihood of a of my city allowing me to have a couple hens in my backyard? Like, what's the popularity of it right now? Would you say it's increasing tremendously? Many of the larger cities um, are starting to adopt practices that allow a certain number of hens per backyard, provided you have a certain amount of space. Oh, okay. Um, you usually sense. have to have a certain number of feet between residences and your coop in order to have backyard poultry in an urban setting. Okay, okay. So and assuming assuming uh, I do meet these square feet uh, footage and the legality uh, logistics of it, what um, what are some of the advantages? I mean, why do you see people coming to backyard chickens being drawn to it? What are some of the benefits? 
Well, one of the major ones that's been a push lately is some of the problems within the poultry industry and supply and demand. A lot of people started rushing out and getting chickens when we had an egg shortage in the country due to the avian influenza. That scare pushed people to realize that sometimes a small supply in your backyard is both economically profitable for them because when they can't go to the store and get eggs, you can't make your bread, you can't make puddings. There's a lot of things that you can't do. And having that in your backyard is generally less affected by the diseases that will wipe out a large poultry operation. And you'll still have a supply of eggs even when the stores don't. Well, that, that makes sense, but I mean, uh, but I mean, to, for me, these kind of benefits—they're obviously there. You know, fresh eggs sound great, but uh, how hard is it really? I mean, to justify the cost to me—I don't know what what is the cost, I guess, of having chickens. How difficult is it for the average person to keep a couple hens? It's not difficult at all. They're very economical. A couple of hens isn't going to cost hardly anything, especially if you give them a little bit of room in your backyard to eat vegetables and grass and such as that. Most chicken owners in urban settings are going to have three to four hens and they'll need a small shelter. Um, it can be as simple as something they construct out of a doghouse, or it could be a fancy structure that is built and designed to have a nest box and a whole bunch of other features to pamper their chickens. Um, so the cost will vary greatly depending on what your goal is and how aesthetic you want the backyard setting to be. But the chickens themselves are very cheap. Baby chicks only cost a couple of dollars, up to, I don't know, three or four dollars for most of the common breeds. If you want a rare breed, you're looking at a 20 to 30 dollar baby chick. But not everybody who's starting out is interested in that. Okay, so okay, so the chicken and so like where would I where would I get like some of these sort of supplies for the average person, where would they where would they go to get something like that? Most local farm stores will carry poultry feed as well as equipment. Um, in my region, Tractor Supply Company is a really great source, as well as some mom-and-pop shops. Most towns, especially the smaller ones, will have a local store that supplies the, the farming community. Um, they'll have your chicken feed and waterers and feeding containers to help keep everything clean. Okay, so I guess most areas probably have some sort of source uh, for that, or some sort of store like that. So assuming they, uh, you know, so I get my hands on a couple of chickens, I get the shelter, and then if I have a fenced-in backyard, they just roam around the whole backyard? Is that how it works? They certainly can in most cases. Of course, chickens, like any animal, can be poisoned by certain plants, so you have to make sure that your yard is safe for the chickens. Um, If you have a garden, they may destroy some of the plants in it during the peak time for harvest because chickens, like us, really enjoy their fresh vegetables. Um, They'll scratch around. They'll eat insects in your yard and help remove the pests that you don't want there. Sometimes they'll sit on your porch and offer a little bit of their um, their extra (laughs) touch. (laughs) It's kind of a surprise to step in. Okay, okay. Some slight problems with it. I mean, so the vegetable garden part, obviously, you could fence off that area of your yard if you had that going on. What I'm curious about is where where do I get the eggs? Like, do they know, like, if I make a little, like, comfortable area for the chickens to, like, hang out, will they always lay their eggs in the same spot? Are they creatures of habit in that way? They are creatures of habit, and they like a small, dark area to lay their eggs. Most coops have an area built in. It can be as simple as a little bucket. Um, to a box that is built and even with some people, they'll even decorate it and put little pictures in there for the chickens. I've seen some on the internet with curtains and everything. Oh. The, 
the chickens will usually use it after they realize what it's for. The very first eggs are usually hard to find. It's kind of an Easter egg hunt to see where these brand new laying hens have decided to hide these eggs. Eventually, though, you can kind of teach them to use those nest boxes by putting wooden eggs inside. And the chickens will go in there and they'll see the eggs and they'll think, oh, this must be a safe place to lay an egg because there's another egg in here. And then once they're trained to that, they'll keep coming back. That's funny. That's interesting. Okay. And um, and so you, you kind of get them in a routine. I like it. And what can you expect? I mean, I'm kind of a two-egg kind of guy. Like how many hens would I have to have to get my daily fix of eggs? Well, most breeds of chicken will lay an egg every 36 hours. So that's not quite one a day. If you want to have a couple of eggs a day, you'll probably want at least four chickens. Um, and the chickens will not lay year-round. They do tend to go brooding in the spring. That's when they want to sit on some eggs and hatch some baby chicks, which isn't actually a problem as long as you collect the eggs. But when the chickens decide to do that, they'll quit laying. So you need a flock that's large enough to account for slow times as well. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. And what? so what about as far as not having... So I don't have a rooster in there. I just have hens, which means these eggs aren't... Uh, they aren't able to be hatched, right? That is correct. There are parts of the world where developing embryos are a delicacy and they'll actually, they desire a fertile, fertilized egg that has actually been allowed to incubate a little while before eating it. Um, In the United States, that is not exactly popular. (laughs) For us, most people aren't even interested in the idea of eating a fertile egg. The idea that it could be incubated um, turns a lot of people off. So not keeping a rooster is a wonderful yeah, that option makes, for many people. That makes sense. Yeah, I, uh, I could see the um, the distaste in that idea. Okay, so that's that's interesting. So they're not they're not fertile. And and to be clear, I mean all eggs that were that you ever get right aren't fertile. That's correct. Okay, interesting. Um, and I'm curious about how they interact with other pets in the house. I mean, have you heard what are the stories with people with cats or dogs and the chickens? How do they interact? Well, of course, it depends on the personality of the other pets. But in most cases, people are able to acclimate their pets to the poultry. Um, In some cases, we know that there are some people that keep their chickens even in the house. They put diapers on them and they take them for walks with a harness and leash. The chickens are socialized and as much a part of the family as a dog or a cat. In other situations, you have an animal that's your, your family pet and you'll have your chickens in the backyard. And you, sometimes you have to watch because those dogs, there are some breeds that really like to chase and catch and kill something. And in those cases, you have to supervise the interaction with your pets. Okay, so that's good to know. Depending on your animal, maybe do a little research. What are, what are some other like um, common mistakes you see people making early on? There's some things that you really need, like try to stress to beginners, people who maybe are interested in getting into it. Probably one of the biggest mistakes is trying to put baby chicks into a coop before they're ready. When you get your first chickens, they're usually going to be little balls of fluff. And without a mama, they need special care to replace what their mother would have provided. They need to be in a safe brooder inside of a house where the temperature is the same night and day. When you say brooder, what what do you mean by brooder? A brooder is usually a box of some kind. It could be cardboard, it could be a plastic bin that you keep the chicks in. So it's called brooding when a hen takes care of her babies. Gotcha. Um, so we're replacing a hen by creating a brooder that has a heat source, 
food and water and all the protection that these baby chicks need. Okay, interesting. Okay, so the, so the chickens, and how long are they in kind of that fragile state? The first couple of weeks is crucial for them. After that, they begin to develop more feathering, and by six weeks old, they can be moved to an outdoor coop without any problem, provided the temperatures aren't dropping below about 50 degrees at night. Okay, so it sounds like so that first step, there's a little bit of extra hands-on work, and then after that point, you kind of move them to the backyard, and things become a little more hands-off. Is that right? It is. If you don't want to spend the time with them, you don't have to. It takes all of 10 minutes to go out and collect the eggs, feed and water all of your birds, and call it done for the day. For those that want more interaction, you can sit out there and have a cup of coffee, and your birds will come sit on your lap or peck around your feet. Um, they're very social animals. Yeah, that's cool. They're using them in nursing homes, actually, as therapy for a lot of patients, giving them something to care for, and the chickens will stay with their person quite frequently. They enjoy being petted. They um, will even purr. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> well, one more advantage. Um, so kind of uh, so just kind of wrap this up. I mean, I guess it starts with, you know, you get, you get your baby chickens from the local farm store. The, you, the brooding process, you got to keep them warm for about six weeks. Move them to the backyard. Uh, at that point, you need a coop somewhere uh, for them that's dark and safe for them to lay eggs. Other than that, assuming you have a fenced-in backyard, they roam around. Um, assuming the same store where you got your baby chickens, you can get a bag of food and a watering dish, and mm -hmm. that's it. You're you're uh, collecting eggs. Um, you know, is that? I mean, is that about wraps it up? <laughs> that does. Um, pretty for the most part, yes. It can be as complicated or as simple as you like. Um, it really depends on what someone's goals are. We're always happy to help answer questions at My Pet Chicken if someone wants to know more. So um, I think that kind of wraps things up. Uh, again, uh, thanks thanks for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Again, guys, that was Jordana Heath from MyPetChicken.com. Along with all the resources on their website, they also actually will ship baby chickens to your doorstep. Not really sure of the logistics, but it sounds pretty simple. And my name is Ivor Marge Harrison from TheFoodFlow.com. If you're interested in some of my other projects, be sure to head to the website. Thanks for stopping by. See you guys next time.